Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Josh Peck, host of Peck Report on Daily Renegade. I used to suffer with chronic pain from a degenerative bone disease. I was hopelessly addicted to opioids without any end in sight. But then I discovered Kratom and CBD. I am no longer on prescription drugs and I have more energy and pain relief than ever before. Kratom and CBD have given me my life back without draining my bank account. If you too would like some minor to major pain relief, Kratom and CBD might be for you. Either click on the links in the description below below this video or go to dailyrenegade.com on the top left banner or right side ad and check out Tropic Health Kratom and CBD. Use promo code HEALTH20 for 20% off your order and get your life back today. So, don't say anything too personal. So, sorry I um sorry I was short with you today, but I was with my mom and I had to deal with something. You remember that when you wouldn't let me hang up? Yeah, I do remember that. That was pretty funny for me. It was funny for you. Um, but you kept going, and so I it kept was annoying. going. It was annoying for me, I will but say you, that. Can I, can I just – can we just be honest right now? You annoyed me today. Can I say that? That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like – it wasn't like uh, I'm going to give you the silent treatment or I'm going to be mad at you, but – it was just like in that moment, it was annoying. I was laughing too. And I was, I was smiling. I had a smile on my face, but it was a, an, I'm annoyed by Jared's smile. It was like, so. it was like for me on my end, it was like, then why is he still, you know, every time I say it, I expect him to hang up and he, he keeps going. It's like, there's something about him that he likes this right now. Well, he needs a laugh. I'm trying he not to be rude. I'm not I'm trying, I'm he trying won't not go. to be rude. But I was, I don't, yeah. I mean, that would be annoying if I hung up on you, right? It's happened, though. Yeah. Never hurt my feelings in the past. I just I just hung up on you. Did that hurt your feelings? Because I was like, he's not right. going to let this. I was like, I, I just went ahead and hung up on you specifically because I knew you weren't letting it go. And I was like, oh, I need to no, be. Actually, we must have hung up at the same time because I hung up, too. I'm pretty sure I hung up first. I, I didn't hear I, it. Right after I said I was like, sorry, uh, and I hung up. I was like, you know, because I kept saying sorry. And you were like, it's okay. I know. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, like, yeah, I didn't hear that. I was like, I'm so, sorry. Yeah, and then maybe, finally, I, think like, it was, I think it was at the same time because I did hear the last sorry. And if you so, heard the last sorry, then I hung up first. Well, that's impossible. That was respectful. No, I'm yeah, saying, like, I if mean, you heard it, it couldn't have been. I couldn't have hung up any faster after the final sorry than I did. But I could have. If you heard the sorry, there's no maybe, way your reflex. Maybe you were... said sorry after I hung up. So. Oh, that's a good I point. I don't know. Yeah. Dude. 
I don't know if I heard the last sorry or not. Do you know how many you said? No, probably like seven or eight. Do you know how many you heard? I know it wasn't seven or eight. It was quite a few, though. It was five or six. Uh, I feel like saying five or six, we're real close to maybe missing one and being at seven, which was my original. Uh, I'm leaning towards five or six because that's my tolerance level, especially today. So, yeah. Well, thank you for – Thank you for putting up with my shenanigans. And I just want to say I love you. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really. I hung up. Well, I, I feel like you did. I feel like I hung yeah, up. Yeah, well, hey, I should have said anything. It, it would have made you look like the bad guy. No, actually, me hanging up was me being the good guy because I was trying to be respectful. Because not only were you annoying, but you also hung up. Well, I would so say I was, I was only annoying in retaliation that you didn't have time for me. So, I don't yeah. know. Who's, who I did. Had- I had to go, and let me tell you why I had to go. Because I was there at the I was there at the restaurant, okay. And I took I, for anybody who doesn't know, I had to take my mother to Columbus today. My mommy, my mom. I had to take her down there, and um, she had to get an outfit for a wedding. And then she took me out to eat. Did you say our wedding? And, like, huh? Like, did you say she had to get a an outfit for? Did you say the wedding or our wedding? It makes you sound a like wedding. You made it a sound wedding. Like you're in a, okay, all right. Yeah. Not a wedding. So, not being weird. I'm just saying, like. Yeah. So, um, and then we went out to eat, and the right when you were doing all that, the food showed up, oh. and it looked like the sandwiches were mixed up, and I was I didn't want my mom taking a bite out of my sandwich if they accidentally put the wrong plate down in front of her. Uh, so yeah, that's why I had kept saying, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Okay. I got to go. I got to go. Okay. Okay. Bye. That's why I said that. And then you kept saying, sorry, sorry. You set me and, up. You set me up. It was perfect opportunity. How can I not do that? Tell me that. How can I not take that opportunity? You, you realize my name is Jared, right? We've known you, each other. Yeah. Will you explain to the people why you were apologizing? Yes. Well, sort of. For, for anybody that's still listening, okay, because we started off on the wrong foot. But anybody still listening out there, you're about to hear. Can you add, can you start off on the wrong foot if you're just and almost always using both of them? Almost what happened tonight, the guest that we almost had for the show. Yeah, but back to the foot thing real quick. Can you really start off on the wrong foot if you're currently using both of them? It's a figure of speech. Started, I started, my both feet are on the ground, and they were when I was figure, talking. Figure of speech, Jared. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Greg was going to come on. I set this up well over a week ago. I had coffee with Greg. Uh, we chitty-chatted for a little while. I said, bro, we got to do a show. Let's do it. This Tuesday was the day. Then Greg bailed on me. He said it had something to do with Tom. He was annoyed. I don't know. I said, that's cool. Wait, when you're over it, we can come back together. We can start a show. I actually talked to Greg last week. Mm -hmm. And when you told me last night that he was coming on and you kind of weaseled out of last night. Yeah. um, I kind of thought he might bail. Not only because I knew that he was under a lot of pressure and stress and he was just being nice to you. Oh, yeah. And he he just he's got so much stuff to do that he would not be able to do a show so 
There's always a possibility. I did weasel yeah. out of last night though, but I didn't. I didn't want to. I had to do stuff last night with my daughter. I didn't want to have two yeah, nights. No, that's a good. That's a good. Good reason to not do a show. Yeah, it was. It's one of those. Was like, man, do I really have two? I, I set up a show. Do I have two nights in a row to do? Uh, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, so, you know how it goes. You yeah, know how it goes. It's okay. I mean, I was. I was planning on it. Sometimes the gamble fails. So, you take a gamble. Christian yeah. Carey thinks Any, anybody that's still listening right now is a trooper. I just want to say, you need to pat yourself on the back. You need to give yourself a hug like this. So, I all joking aside, which I'm joking. I know you're probably not, which hurts my feelings. I get Dude, it. You know I, what? I would rather talk about this stuff than the stuff that's in my Facebook feed, the things that are Twitter, Twitter, the things that are on the news that are in the Drudge Report. I would rather – this feels like escapism to me. Is it anybody is. else out there? Well, here's the deal. I was thinking about this today because several people have asked. They're like, you and Tom just don't seem the same, and you guys joke about how it's not the same. And are you guys okay? I've gotten some of these messages. I'm like, yes, we're fine. We're 100% fine. Understand this. Nobody knows what goes on behind the scenes. Not between me and Tom, but between Tom and I in life. <laughs> and, and Through the Black started. Through the Black was, we always said it was going to be fun. It was going to be what we wanted to do. And if life gets too real, why are we going to always chase conspiracy craziness? Through the Black was about Tom and I having fun. And even the awkward shows aren't really awkward to us. They're funny. And when we get off, we're laughing about it. So everybody just needs to chillax. This just is what it is. Uh, Tom and I don't have problems. We're not breaking up, but <laughs> we get tired of living in this world, like of all this craziness. And Tom and I have had more personal experiences with craziness than most people. And sometimes you don't want to get it. You just don't have the mental capacity to get on and just try to beat everybody over the head with conspiracy stuff every day, you know, and it's hard. It's hard to live in that world because a lot of my views have changed over the years. I still got my personal interests, but like, you know, now my daughter's getting older, right? And so like I, I'm doing more stuff with her and that takes more time. Plus, I really am interested in not, I'm like, I used to spend nonstop endless hours just reading and researching conspiracy stuff. And over the last year, I've wanted to explore different literature like i've been reading a lot of dickens and a lot of theology and that doesn't make for good <laughs> that doesn't there's really aren't any good conspiracies out there involving charles dickens you know um i spent a lot of time reading jonathan edwards that's why i do a saturday morning thing with jonathan edwards sinners in the hands of an angry god was this last saturday um i'm having a lot Dude, of like that's why i started my podcast a good day to die it's links wow. on the what links on through the black.com by the way so when you say that's why what was the reason just because you wanted an outlet to have some fun yeah yeah i get it man i get it like today i, I was uh I went through like five chapters bleak house by charles dickens um and you know we're working on some projects behind the scenes that we can't talk about but we do i did book a show for the first time on the youtube channel for next monday it's been a while since we had a guest we have a guest so oh really okay you're welcome you're welcome. Cool. And I got a list. I'm going to work through a list because I got a few guests that I actually want to have. And then that might be the hey, um, well. Yeah, 
that that reminds me we need to have drew sometime he's gonna be on monday oh <laughs> okay cool save me save me a, um, a chore let me show you something yeah let me share you. Let me let me share you something. Hey, honest, this this is kind of a weird note. This is one of those weird things, right? Have you did you realize Kobe Bryant was an author? Um, I did not, but I know he believed in uh, muse cages. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that video too. But this is uh, I had a friend sent me a bunch of. Um, different stuff uh, that he had written that is sort of mystical you know a lot of people oh, this is his okay i couldn't figure out i was like get to the kobe bryant stuff this is the kobe bryant stuff because yeah this I is kept the... that first name wesley king and ivy claire yeah and kobe bryant the tree of ecroft right so like um they sent me these books not, not the actual books but just to check them out they're like what do you think about some of these books that he wrote just listen to the title if i can how come I can't click read more? Oh, your internet connection is unstable. Fantastic. Set in an, alter an alternate classical world dominated by sports and a magical power called Grana, Ipaka, the tree of Ikroff, is the story of two children, the lowly born Rovi and the crown princess Pratia, who uncover and battle terrible evil and discover their inner strength along the way. Blah, blah, blah. It takes place at the most elite sports academy, and they find secrets and something evil. In the course of the year, they must learn to master their inner power, essentially, in order to save the world from dark forces that are rising. So, like, you just listen to that, um, and then you look at the muse cages that he talked about, which is creating a room full of things that inspire you that are both positive and negative. And how some of the most valuable musings you can have are the things that are very dark and scare you, but act as a muse. And then I guess they motivate you to overcome those things that you're scared of or something. I didn't completely understand what he's talking about, but there was like a, it was very Kabbalistic and like balance, you know, like light, dark, very vague and nuanced. And then he has this Wizenard series, which um, when I read the – look, it's all about basketball and adding mystical elements into sports. This is Reggie's never felt des destined for greatness. He dreams about basketball brilliance all day and night, but the hard truth is that he's a bench warmer for the West Bottom Badgers. Even the mysterious new coach, Rolla B. Weisenard, can't seem to help with their losing streak, and he, he ends up uh, surviving extraordinary trials of practice and um, – you know, the, the story of strain and sacrifice and supernatural breakthroughs and supreme dedication to the game, it kind of like all of these things that he has a hand in writing tend to revolve around harnessing some sort of mystical energy to become great at sports. Don't you find that kind of strange? I Yeah, I think it's fascinating. And, I mean, these are his books. Um, he even had this, you know, I never paid attention to him at all because I didn't watch basketball, but I started going I back. The name. That's about all I know. When I started, like when I started um, looking at some of his old videos, when people started sending me this stuff, he, there was the Mamba mentality came up a lot. He called it the Mamba mentality. There was something special about his way of thinking that he tried to communicate to people 
uh, about a uh, you know a yep. way of thinking and operating in life that that made him great that could make you great. Um, and I'm interested in what exactly he talks about when you look at things like muse cages and stuff that he did. That was an official ESPN video talking about these muse cages. It kind of makes you wonder. Um, I was trying to see if there was something in this description that. Uh, unprecedented look behind the curtain at the career of one of them. Yeah, I don't know. But there really was some strange stuff with Kobe that doesn't make sense. I I um I think it was his his he was Catholic or self-proclaimed Catholic. I his Catholic priest was talking about how he had come in that morning or the day before for to pray and you know did his thing and then he left and so a lot of people were saying that he was Christian and I, you know, I don't know one way or the other, but I can tell you what, the dude had some, some wacky beliefs. If those books are any indication of how he believed. What do you think? Um, I, like I said, I saw a video today, a matter of fact. So, so I think it's relevant that you're bringing this up. But I'm also ready to switch gears too. Why does it bring something similar up in your mind? I was actually trying no. to No. Go ahead, switch gears. I'm gonna look something up and then if we have to come back to it. No, no, no. I don't want to switch gears if we're coming back to this. I'll I'll tell you what, I'll do a little commercial, folks, because we are on the Daily Renegade right now. And this is through the black uncensored. Um, and I'm not going to really talk about anything uncensored, guys. But if you are not aware um, of our regular show and you tune in here, just to give you a heads up, we started something last week called Operation Ezekiel. And it goes along with everything that we do where we do spiritual warfare, we expose satanic ritual abuse. So this new effort is pretty cool. We have volunteers that are sending out postcards all over the United States, and we're we're going to send 5,000 plus postcards to 5,000 plus churches, and we're going to make them aware that there's a prayer need, and, and they're going to be able to take these postcards and go as deep as they want and learn about satanic ritual abuse. We realize a lot of them are going to go in the trash can. But uh, there's a place on these postcards on the back where you can personalize it. So that's why we're asking volunteers to, uh, to say, hey, I'm going to take care of my state or I'm going to take care of this state. We're going to send you the postcard and we're going to ask you to fill them out, to address them, to fill them out and just make it personal. Say, hey, please, please, uh, you know, pray about this or, hey, check this out. Or, you know, I know somebody that was a survivor, something like that to hopefully get people uh, involved more. So this is nothing as far as we know has been done like this before. We're really trying to wake up the church and we're going to ask the people, Hey, pray over these postcards, pray over your state and just ask the Lord, get these into the hands of the people that need to hear about it. Guys, uh, we've been doing through the black for a few years. We put out a film called detestable and we still get emails of people saying that film woke me up and uh, your guys' show means so much, and I have changed the course of my life. We've gotten emails like this where people have said, hey, um, I'm, I'm going to get involved in this ministry. I'm going to bring exposure to this and bring awareness you know, to the body of Christ. 
So that's what we're doing, and we're trying to uh, we're trying to do it on a bigger scale than we ever have before. So anybody interested in doing this, you can go to throughtheblack.com, click on the little shield down on the right hand side. It's an Operation Ezekiel, and that'll take you to the page. And there's a little spot where um, when you're reading the paragraph, it says uh, the first paragraph that you see, you can sign up here. That word here, you click that, and it's a hyperlink to an email. And you say, hey, I want to do this. You can see the states. Matter of fact, well, um, I don't know if I have it brought up, but I'll show you what we have so far, guys. Um, let me see if I can uh, bring it up. And just real quick, let me share this with you guys. Is this share, screen share here? Um, and you can see... Uh, 5,000 postcards to the 50 states were exposing Hampstead and ritual abuse in a massive way. So um, this is what we have so far. The All of the, like the peach colored states, those are already claimed. And if you want to, we'll take up to two people per state because there's tons of churches that we can get this information out to, okay? And there's a few, the white states are not yet um, claimed. So and then once once people get the postcards, they're all going to turn yellow. And once we get word that the postcards have been sent, this whole map here is going to turn green, okay? So can't wait for that to happen. And we're going to be really prayerful about this. And we want to be strategic. So anyway, this is something that we've been working on, a new, a new strategy, a new idea. And uh, we, got, we have a lot of volunteers there. We're over... We're over halfway there, but we have right around maybe 20 states to go. Um, and then depending on how this goes and the feedback that we get, then we're going to take it to other countries around the world, guys. So, But anyway, uh, the people that sign up, we're asking them to cover the postage. It takes $35 to send out 100 postcards. So it's a little bit of work because you have to fill the postcards out. You have to track down the addresses. We have a point person. And again, let me show you this right here. See that blue here? So anybody that's interested, you click on that and that'll take you, that'll, that's a hyperlink to an email and um, that'll get you signed up or that, you know, if you need more information, you can go there too. But everything's pretty self-explanatory. A little through the black Operation Ezekiel commercial, guys. So just to let you know uh, what we're up to, what we've been doing. Well, and so, I think it's... That, did, I, did I kill enough time for you? Yeah, I mean, not really. I didn't really need that much time, but okay. Sorry. Thanks, thanks for your commercial. I'll yeah. segue from your commercial back to this topic as professionally as possible by stating that it's important that we expose the occult, <laughs> which is what we're trying to do with Operation Ezekiel. Amen. This stuff is getting out. I mean, this stuff is just everywhere, and there aren't a lot of people that are trying to do it, and it is. It is a very crazy area to get involved with. I think if there's one thing I've figured out over the last few years of doing Through the Black is there's no one way to get people to reveal it. You have to just understand it's real, feel it out, and then just be passionate about exposing evil wherever it's seen. You can't – I think Tom would sympathize, sympathize with this. I think we both agree. There's – nothing weirder there's not a field out there that's weirder or more unpredictable 
than trying to ex expose the occult. Would you agree? You have more you have more things that come out of left field, more people you can't trust, more things that you have to try to vet that you can't vet, and more unexpected surprises that it's just like you just wish everybody was out there doing their – everybody just understood this was real and would chase it down. As Chris unexpected, – Unexpected surprises. I would say those are key words in what we do, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, you spend most of your time confused dealing with people because mm -hmm. survivors tend to be super flaky. You don't even really know if you can trust them. Some of them turn out to something really happened to them. But sometimes survivors don't even really know what happened. You know, a lot of times they don't even really know what happened. And a, and yeah. a lot of what they think has happened may not be true. Yeah. Maybe and we're not making light of them. You know, yeah. it's just the reality. And they come to us looking for confirmation about their memories. And that's, that's what we try to do, you know, in many cases. So, yeah, it, it's, um, it is, it's crazy. And we talk about this all the time in private meetings. Human trafficking is complicated enough. Saving babies is complicated enough. This is another level of just uh, complication and yeah I mean there's there's attempts at infiltration there's attempts at um, you know just uh, censorship and then when you get to the body of Christ they're so fearful that they they run so yeah it's anyway it's one of those things where I don't have all the answers. I thought I would have a lot more answers available to just like, this is how we do it. This is how we expose it. This is exactly what it is we're dealing with. Bam, 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 bam. Let's do this. And that just simply isn't the case. So, you know, I think Operation Ezekiel is a good, it's a good thing because it raises awareness about something that's real. But, you know, and it gives people an idea of where to go for some resources and stuff. But at the same, it, it, it's exposing it, but also allowing the Holy Spirit just to do what the Holy Spirit does with the individuals in those churches that are convicted by it. So, right. Hopefully and all we're doing is asking for prayer, folks. So. Um, but you see, I mean, this is one of the problems. I, I try not, Tom and I both try not to be super sensational. And I feel like this article is a little sensational. Um because there aren't a lot of facts here to corroborate. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that, but I do find it interesting because this has been my assessment. As I look at a lot of the things Kobe was in, this was something that came up on a radio show where the radio show host claimed that Kobe was a witch. And a lot of people are making, if anything else, I'm not going to say he was or wasn't a witch. I don't know. I just flat out don't know. Look, see how coach Dave's right here. <laughs> coach Dave's uh -huh. made news, by the way. Um, but when you really start looking at what he was involved with and what he was saying, um, more, pe more people than just us have made the uh, connection or come to the understanding that right here, it says he was practicing occultism. I would call him a witch. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. That's fine. I don't know if I could stand by that or not, but it said everything that he was involved in, he was utilizing ancient occult knowledge. If nothing else, that really seemed to be something he was a huge fan of was 
ancient occult knowledge and applying that to life and also applying it to children's books. And so the, my point is, how do we get, yeah. How do we get from there to there? It was a satanic ritual sacrifice. I, you know, I, I personally think that's the, every time somebody that's popular dies, the conspiracy world comes out and they find some connection to some number or some day or something. And they claim it was a sacrifice. And, you know, I, I can't say it's impossible. Obviously, those things do happen. Um, do I believe it was the case? I don't not believe it. I don't believe it. I, I don't make a decision about it. I always think, oh, that maybe, who knows? But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say one way or the other because I honestly don't have an opinion on that. I know that um, I, I'm more, I'm more concerned lately with the types of things that he was saying because I know so many people that have started to develop the same way of thinking. Um, it's not so much that that what Kobe is doing proves that he was a practicing witch, whatever that means. You know, the, the guy probably doesn't even know what that means. I know a lot of people I wouldn't call witches that call themselves Christians, but have developed the same mystical mindset that have encountered something because the, the, the Eastern mysticism has crept into the church in such a prevalent way that most people inside like the modern evangelical church and the more liberal arm of the evangelical church are starting to have a hard time distinguishing between authentic Christianity and Eastern mysticism because it's weaseled its way in there and started to intertwine itself with the basic teachings of the church. Plus a lot of your women's ministries, you know, there's, um, my wife has been looking at this, this one lately. It's called the if gathering. Have you heard about the if gathering? I have not. It's a huge deal. There's a lady named Jen Hatmaker. Beth Moore is a part of it. Um, I don't remember the names. Nope. I don't remember nope. who Hatmaker is. And like Jen Hatmaker, she's super pro gay marriage inside the Christian church, not biblically obedient whatsoever. These women are out there preaching in assembled congregations and positions that they shouldn't be at <clears throat> churches and stuff. Um, anyway, long story short, when you when we started looking at some of the books that were written, uh, my wife started, was doing most of that research. There was a lot of Eastern mysticism in, in, in some of these women's books and they're standing on stage and they're talking to anywhere from 3000 to 20,000 women at a time. I don't know how big, how big the larger end of the crowds are, but I know it's like a big deal. I mean, it may not be quite 20,000. It may be more. I'm not sure. But I talked to somebody the other day. I didn't get into a lot of the. They love it. They love if um, I didn't really say anything or start a fight. I just asked how it went, how many women went. It, the one that she went to, 3,500 people attended in a single day. With, And I don't really know if all the messages off the stage have Eastern mysticism and elements of some of these things in their messages. I can't see how they wouldn't in some cases but i know some of the things that these women have written clearly this is what they believe you know and there are going to be elements of that that come out even if it's not readily apparent and even if they don't preach that message on stage other women get attracted to what these women are saying and then they go buy the books and then they have access to the the mystical side of their teaching as well and so you know kobe bryant i wouldn't say is anything special it's just it, it's always scarier when you have a big name personality like okay let's just say theoretically and i'm not i'm this could be the this would be what i would classify the work of the devil not necessarily the work of the illuminati um this is just what we're up against in spiritual warfare this is real spiritual warfare i never cared about kobe bryant 
now that he's dead, I'm looking at some of this stuff because so many people are talking about it and I'm curious about his life. And here I find all these connections to uh, old school, uh, esoteric uh, mystery school stuff, right? And I can't be the only person that's been interested and found it. How many people said, I didn't know he wrote children's books. I'm going to buy these for my kids, you know, just because it was Kobe Bryant. And it's troubling to me because it's so easy and natural for people to get involved in mystical teaching. That's why exposing the occult at every level, preaching uh, a, a stable and sound word of God, a discerning word of God, uh, like what I mean by that is preaching the scripture in truth and not uh, mysticizing it or taking it out of context or um, simply, you know, operating on a, on a feelings base where it's mostly like, I'm a Christian. I read my Bible. Here's how I feel about things today. That's what you get a lot of the times, you know, Christians really need to understand that the larger aspects and darker aspects of the occult don't start overnight. Sometimes it takes people dabbling in lesser beliefs before they continually uh, grow more and more active in some of the darker stuff. And these literally, getting involved in any form of mysticism starts opening you up to the demonic world where you start becoming inclined to listening to the things that the mystical world has for you. And it always leads to what? Anytime you have any fellowship with the demonic, if you if that fellowship increases in frequency and intimacy, it will always lead to requiring more and more from your life that is non-scriptural, ultimately leading to the darkest side of things where you end up killing people where blood's demanded. You know, that I'm not saying women go to if and then they turn into blood drinkers, but you don't necessarily you don't become a blood drinker without transitional steps involved. And what I'm saying is that Slow down. Huh? I know. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty that, big jump right there. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not saying that that's the case. I don't want anybody to, to think I'm making that jump. My point is that anytime you start to fellowship with the demonic in your life, the demonic will always require more and more and more. And we know ultimately what they desire and what happens every time they get involved, you know, on the, the worst side of it. So it's to a lesser extent it's there but it always leads deeper and darker than most people could have imagined when they first get started i mean would you disagree you, you understand what i'm saying right no i i agree i really agree and uh there's a saying sin will take you further than you ever wanted to go so i mean how many people you could use this for anything how many people open the slightest door the smallest door in their marriage and it destroys their marriage and it could just be um, anger, okay? The Bible um, in, in Ephesians, uh, is it three or four? It says, don't let the sun go down on your anger and give the devil a foothold, okay? It doesn't say don't let the sun go down on your drug addiction. Don't let the sun go down on your, you know, uh, just some, I mean, we think of the big, um, the big uh, sin, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you know? It's just your anger. Everybody can identify with that. Everybody gets angry. It's not wrong to get angry, but you don't want to sin. You know, you don't want to um, sin in your anger. So the, the simplest thing, and, um, and Paul talks about this too in, I can't remember if it's 2 Corinthians or 1 Corinthians, but 
He says, uh, if there's anybody to forgive, we forgive them. So the devil uh, might not outwit us. So, you know, the policy is forgiveness. The policy is um, uh, just, um, you know, don't, don't sin in your anger. You, you know, be angry, but don't sin. So uh, we don't want the enemy to get any kind of foothold, any kind of um, uh, just uh, access to us in any way. And that's how, you know, the, the, the tiniest thing can, can reap destruction over years. And we can always reverse engineer this and we can think, how did this get to here? You know, I was actually um, uh, having a conversation with my uh, mother today about a family that we know that we're just kind of like, oh man, how did, how did this generation end up this way? And we were able to backtrack it two generations and what happened and the birth of all of these things, all of this insanity, you know, it's actually, no, it would be four generations. So anyway, was that good? I wasn't keeping score, but you did good. Buddy. Oh, okay. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move to the next portion of the show because I got some other things I want to okay. talk to you about that I think are interesting. Folks, um, that means right now, everything you've heard up until this point has been free, but now everything's going to go behind a, a paywall. I always forget that we do this. DailyRenegade.com. Is that is that right? That's the website. You can yeah. also get there through, through the black.com. There's a link there, folks. So if you want to see any more, this is, um, that's where you're going to have to see it. Go ahead, throw the websites out there, bro, before we move on. Where are they going to find us? Through the black.com, realdarknews.com, resistandrescue.com. Jared, you know we have a lot of .coms, right? We have a lot of .coms. London has a secret.com. Okay. I could go on, but I won't. I've said enough. I mean, there's some weird articles on here. Christian prophetess calls on angelic army with flaming swords to protect Trump. I can think of a million problems with that one. Uh, Trump's spiritual advisor commands all satanic pregnancies to miscarry in prayers against impeachment. We're also probably going to cover some real dark news stories. Yeah. Those weird. Um, they took that out of context, by the way. <laughs> I was going to ask you about it because I didn't look at it. Anyway, we're going to talk about that in the next segment so we appreciate you guys for being here through the black.com we'll see you over on the daily renegade for subscribers subscribers that's the word peace with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.